And the Emmy goes to. 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 Breaking Bad. Modern Family. Feet. Homeland. Game of Thrones. Hello everyone and welcome to an episode of the Next Best Series Podcast, Episode 9, the 2019 Emmys Recap Episode. The 71st Annual Primetime Emmy Awards are officially behind us. We are going to talk about the ceremony, going to talk about all of the categories in order, give our thoughts on the evening as we go. Here to join me tonight, I have Ryan C. Showers. What a weird Emmys show. Indeed. Indeed. And also, too, what a weird reaction episode. Traditionally speaking, we usually have Michael Schwartz, Tom O'Brien, a few others here with us, but we're mixing it up tonight. Tonight, we have, returning to the podcast, and I believe first time also here on the Next Best Series portion of the podcast, is Amanda Spears. No, this is my first appearance ever, but thank you for having me. No, I thought we had you on the uh, Next Best Picture podcast before. No, we couldn't make it work. But we were trying to do it for present all time. But wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. So you and I have done it on Eric's show then? Yes. yes. Ah, okay. That's what I was thinking. All right. <laughs> Eric Anderson's show on Awards Watch. All right. So you see, I'm all crisscrossed, you know? I know. Got everything all mixed up. Must have been this wacky uh, Emmys show that must have done it to me. <laughs> see, I thought it was the best student-produced Emmys I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, things kicked off on a very, very unusual note because... We, we, we made a lot of noise with the Oscars not having a host this year about how we thought the evening would go. Would it be a shit show? Would it run smoothly? And according to pretty much everyone I've spoken to, the Oscars were a bona fide success this year in terms of its ceremony and its presentation without a host. The Emmys this year, not so much. Well... You know, we can point out that last year the Emmys didn't have a host either, and that last year's ceremony went off without. Well, they had a host. They had a host last year. They had those uh, the SNL. Um, was it official though, or was yeah, like unofficial host? They were official. I thought they were official. The 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 people that host the news. You know, I do I do remember them, but like what I'll always remember about this year's Emmys is I'll remember that um, for the most part, almost every single award. Um, I was pretty much okay with <laughs> in terms of who won, you know, it was either my number one, but number two choice. I mean, for me personally, like I was having a grand old time and, uh, I had at least three instances on the night where I screamed at the top of my lungs, freaked out my roommate. We don't have pets, but if we did, the dog would have shit himself. I mean, it was pretty epic to say the least, but just the overall flow, the presentation, I mean, starting off with this whole Anthony Anderson thing leading into uh, Brian Cranston on the stage. And I just something about it never clicked for me. I agree. I, yeah. I was the same way. I actually, you know, there was at one point um, we got through the comedy categories and there was a lot of surprises. We got through the limited categories. There was a lot of surprises. And I was like, oh, crap, we still have another hour left. Like I felt exhausted at that point. Like, I didn't think that the pace was well set at all. Yeah, I I think this made the case for why you need a host. Any host. Anyone out there on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have done it without a few of those Chernobyl victories. I was just kind of like, we couldn't give Ava DuVernay one award. Agreed. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, I agree. I Listen, I'm with you on that in the sense of, uh, I, I mean, we did our predictions and I think we were all pretty much 
aligned and wanting to see Ava win. Um, I'm glad that when they see us got at least a major award on the night that was a sole representation for uh, that show's success in the end and a good way to kind of uh, showcase that. But, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. I- I'm with you, though, in the sense of like, I would have liked to have seen a- it be a little bit more spread out like it was in the drama categories and kind of see everybody get their own individual moment instead of uh, one show just completely dominating. But let's start things off. Supporting actor in a comedy series. Uh, They didn't give it to him last year because they were too busy giving Henry Winkler uh, the award for Barry, rightfully deserved. But this year, Tony Shalhoub uh, wins for the second season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Thoughts on this? I, I'm I'm very happy he won. You know, I whenever I watched um, the second season of Maisel, I... The first episode is a showcase for him. Actually, the first like three episodes is really an arc for him, and he has a really great mo- He has a really great mid-season episode too. Um, I I think it was totally deserved. I'm glad he won. Uh, yeah, I, I was going back and forth between him and Tony Hale. I I ultimately realized he was in their most viewed episode of the year. Was what he submitted. We're going to the Catskills, and whether that romper scene or not was enough to give him an Emmy. I just figured on visibility alone, he, he kind of had it. Plus, he just recently won a SAG award. and uh, against, Tony. Yeah, against Alan Arkin and uh, uh, Henry Winkler. So that was a big upset win for him. So I, I figured he had the momentum in his favor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we all kind of predicted uh, him to win. And uh, a theme that we kind of saw also, too, uh, throughout the evening, and this was uh, the start of it, was we did see a lot of cases where vote splitting mattered. Uh, You know, you have three Barry nominees here, and it didn't go to a single one of them. And uh, that was definitely a reoccurring theme this evening, uh, which we'll get into uh, in a little bit. Uh, You know, supporting actress in a comedy series uh, was the next category. And uh, Alex Borstein, uh, she repeated, won last year, won again this year, once again, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I mean, considering how Maisel performed in the Creative Arts uh, Emmy Awards, starting off the night winning both of these awards back to back, I remember thinking to myself, oh man, Maisel's heading for a repeat this year in, in a comedy series. Yeah, it's coming. I, I, thought, I felt that too. Yeah, I think that what finally kind of got me to Borstein was not one of these other seven had a strong enough um, push, I felt, to, to get them over the front runner. So finally, uh, I went with uh, Alex Borstein. So I was very happy. But I think, like, going back to the Barry men, I don't think one of them stood out amongst the others. I don't think any of them had the tape to really to do it on episode either. I'd agree with that entirely. Um, and the Barry guys. Cool. Yeah. Go no, I was just going to say the Barry, the, um, the men and Barry kind of all blended together for me. Um, and Tony was the obvious standout among that category. And, you know, Alex Borstein, even though she did win last year, um, one, she did overcome vote splitting in her own category, as Matt was just um, alluding to as a theme of the night. But also, she was legitimately substantive um, in this past season. So, I mean, I can see why voters would have gravitated towards her. But, you know, considering how Fleabag dominated a lot of the other categories, I thought it was interesting that both of these categories went to Maisel. 
So I think that there is some kind of trend and pattern here we can analyze. I want to just say, too, in regards to the uh, vote splitting as well, I noticed that it was more of a trend when it was um, more than a, a single other nominee. Yeah. But if it was just two nominees, mm-hmm. didn't seem to necessarily be a problem. Well, I, I perfectly said, Matt. I 100% agree with you. Um, and one other thing, Amanda brought up Tony Hale earlier. I, there was a little part of me that when I saw him come up on the screen, I thought, ooh, well, Afif is go- going to have a good night. Let's just say the nomination count was a fluke. I thought maybe he could win here. Like Even just seeing his like little clip brought a little nostalgia. Um, seeing him on stage uh, later in the night with the entire Veep cast, I was like, man, he is just <laughs> he's phenomenal. You even know? better was whenever Julia Louis-Dreyfus presented Michelle Williams' award. That was yeah. just like <laughs> that little skit was something straight out of the show. Like, and like how they alluded to her epic, devastating loss um, too in that little skit, I thought was so brilliant. Like that was, that was the category slash moment of the night for me. And and just staying on topic too with um, the Veep uh, presentation, I want to also say too, in regards to the ceremony, um, it was kind of weird to me how the Emmys chose to give send-offs to Veep and Game of Thrones by having the cast all come out on stage for both shows. Um, it, it makes me wonder um, if HBO, uh, maybe a little under the counter, <laughs> you know, hey, uh, can you uh, well, give us I, a couple of minutes of yeah, a... I, I agree with you. I just felt like maybe they couldn't just invite Jim Parsons to present. Yeah, right? Like he couldn't have presented Best Actor as a four-time winner or some, like or some category. And then on top of that, like kind of to... I don't want to it's just like this whole segment also where they did a quote unquote in memoriam segment for like television shows that have left us this year. I was like, what is the theme of this show? Is this like the last Emmys ever? Like, what is going on here? If you ask Will Mavity, he would say the answer to that is yes. (laughs) It was a very unusual uh, theme. For the mm-hmm. show, this theme of like saying goodbye um, while also saying hello, as the Emmys always do, to welcoming uh, new shows or uh, shows that in their first year uh, win a major prize. Um, here's a show that is saying goodbye. Um, if you ask me, I, I, I say prematurely. I, I say give us more episodes. But Fleabag goes on to win for writing for a comedy series, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. No surprise. No surprise. Most of us predicted that this would happen. It was other categories later on that was <laughs> more of a surprise. Um, very, very curious that Maisel was not nominated here. I still am like bewildered by that, considering how well it performed overall. Well, I think there's a I think there's a theme that like I, like with Fleabag's wins. Um, you know, it it reminded me so much of like a packaged like set of wins. Um, like in, in, it's similar to Maisel last year. It probably won the exact same awards as Maisel last year. Actually, Handmaid's Tale was the one that came to my mind. Well, yeah, both of them. I think that there is some trend here where the Emmys just want to have this like quick little like one night stand with a show and then kind of drop it next year and move on to something else. Well, in this case, they have to drop it. There's no more episodes. Well, well looking yeah. at like Fleabag, for example, like you said, it's funny they didn't pick up supporting actress. If you look at these O-Tour shows, they never have a problem getting like supporting people in but with the exception of 30 rock and and i would say barry that are really true ensembles 
those are the only shows where you have like the star writing and producing and starring in it where they've had another actor win. So it kind of at least followed one trend. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And um, Olivia but, Coleman's character, I, I mean, if they watch those episodes, she is not a likable character. Mm-hmm. She just won an Oscar. That's another strike against her. They know she's coming for the crown next year. It's like, we can wait. Well, well, you know, selfishly, the first thing I thought when she lost, I was like, damn it, Nicole Kidman stands no chance to win for Big Little Lies season two now. It's going to be Olivia Coleman all the way for a makeup win. At, at, at worst, you know. Oh, so. I don't think it'll be considered a makeup win. I, I'm very much looking forward to the crowd. No, no. Yeah, she's going to be phenomenal. So Yeah, I think that's why. It's like, I don't think she has a makeup win. It's like, they know she's coming for a lead actress mm-hmm. in a year. So directing for a comedy series now goes to Fleabag as well. And at this point, I'm thinking editing, casting, yep. writing. And I think I tweeted out at this moment, guys, is Phoebe Waller-Bridge about to be Julie Louise Dreyfus? <laughs> I was like, and everybody was like, nah, no way. Or or some people were saying it could really, really well happen. And we'll, and we'll get to that later on. But I want to ask you guys this. Considering how well Fleabag performed here and the fact that it wasn't even acknowledged in his first season at all by the Television Academy, what do we attribute this overwhelming show of praise to? I think the quality of the second season is far better than the first. Uh, she's the character. We saw a lot more growth from season one to season two. I agree with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, just touching on the director thing real quick across the board, I was disappointed with what the directing branch did. I agree. I, you know, I, I, I felt like I'm like, we, Something is wrong here. I mean, really, really wrong with the three winners we had on that telecast. Yeah. So, so, in just in regards to that, um, what would have been your uh, choice for comedy series in this in this case? If they were voting on a directorial achievement, it would it should have been Ronnie Lilly, or we're going to the Catskills. Absolutely. Like honestly, I'm with you on that too. I remember watching the Catskill episode in uh, December last year and thinking. This is just like masterclass directing. But then Ronnie and Lily is one of the best directed episodes of a comedy series I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I, it's just unfathomable to me that it lost. Like, it, there to, to are me, action even, movies that are not shot as well as Ronnie Lily was shot. No. And, like, you know, I mean, even the name of that episode, I feel like, is kind of, is, I'm not iconic is probably too strong of a word, but iconic or so well known in the sense of like Ozzy Mandias, whenever for Breaking Bad, like that year, you know, you knew people were the general folk were familiar with the name of that episode. Like, I'm just shocked that it lost. Like, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting that uh, Fleabag, you know, episode is episode one. And you're right, there are certain things that, uh, in terms of episode titles that people remember, you know, the suitcase from yes. Mad Men, for example. Or um, the Reigns of Castamere from Game of Thrones. Um, I agree that Ronnie Lilly was that episode this year uh, for the comedy series. And we're going to the Catskills. I, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah, um, I wasn't – let me put it this way. I wasn't upset by this because I just – I love Fleabag so, so much. And it's the number one show that I was so happy to have caught up on in time for this Emmy season um, because admittedly before um, this year, I hadn't seen season one or season two. So uh, I watched it all in a single day. 
and it was amazing and i had so much fun that's not a big (laughs) no uh, yeah absolutely it goes by super fast and um it was just a very, very rewarding and amazing uh, experience just watching that character. And I admit the way that it was shot, um, I thought was really, really unique and awesome and very cinematic. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not dissatisfied with this. Um, what I, what I will say though is, I, I my choice would have been Bill Hader for uh, Barry, but I'm not, I'm not upset. And I also think too, this is another case where you can look at the fact that there's two Barry episodes, two Maisel episodes. And Big Bang Theory was a participation trophy nomination. Yeah, yeah. And I think what we've seen across the board in writing and directing on the comedy side is if you have two nominations, you're not winning an Emmy. Mm-hmm. We've seen that since the plurality vote has taken effect. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not going to happen. Because honestly, Ronnie and Lily should have had no trouble getting past the audition. Well, I think people need to be... They, I, think, um, I think people need to be more... Um, cognizant of these facts whenever they submit their episodes like uh I, this this the best thing game of thrones did in like those middle seasons where it won drama series was submit one episode one singular episode in writing and that's how it won in first well, they, five did and that. Six. they just submitted the wrong episode this season well that yeah that's a whole other can of worms but yeah the, <laughs> be more strategic people if you want to win lead actor in a comedy series goes to bill Hader for barry no surprise there um there was something that i thought was very interesting that was asked uh backstage in the press room where somebody said do you they asked bill like do you feel that the show is still a comedy because of how dark and dramatic it is and I do think we are starting to get into that territory with this where Barry could make a switch. In all honesty. I, hope I still it think it's a comedy. I, I I like that it's a story about these people trying to make a dream come true in Hollywood, but there's like a little bit of a, a twist to it. Um, I think now that HBO only has to worry about probably Barry next year, at least it looks like Barry's going to be their premier comedy show it it might perform better but i i agree on this more streamlined approach yeah i think barry has the has the field cleared out for it for next year well we don't know what's coming but yeah it's in a good position to to pounce next year is what i'm saying well if bill Hader's comments are any indication apparently season three is going to be even darker than season two darker doesn't always mean it's not going to be funny though no, of course. Um, you know, but it just it does start to call into question that is he at a bit of an advantage, maybe, because of the type of material that he's working with might be seen as more um by some voters as quote unquote acting, so to speak. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think it's just something to ponder. Yeah. Uh lead actress in a comedy series. <sighs> Does not go to Julie Louis Dreyfus. So long for this. Phoebe Waller Bridge for Fleabag. It was Amy Poehler. In my fantasy, this happened like four years ago, and it was Amy Poehler. Guys, I'm. I was so devastated. I am. You know, it's ironic because on the main show yesterday. Matt, we had this big talk about just the nominations, the reward, who wins, doesn't matter. Um, all that went out the window when Julia Louis-Dreyfus lost. I am the biggest fan of Veep, and I was really, and I thought her performance in the finale, I, I've watched the finale at least five times because because of her, what she does in it. And she takes the character to s- such e- darker and more extreme places, and I 
I lived for it. I thought she was phenomenal. And I was so sad that Veep could like in that. And a lot of people talked about her winning as the cap for the, the, for the entire series, like a goodbye since it was a winning comedy series. I felt I, I was very, very surprised by it. And it kind of made me pretty sour for the rest of the night, to be honest. I think the one thing we've learned this award season is, is that if you have not already won or been announced as a winner, don't come dressed to win in like a gold dress. Like we've, we saw Julia, Glenn Close, Ava, like don't, don't come dressed to match the trophy. If, unless you already know you you're going to win. I, I'm, I, listen, guys, I, I'm sorry. I'm not upset by this win. <laughs> I know, and I know she has six. And to be honest, I wouldn't have given it to her for season six. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Veep season. I wouldn't six. have given it to her for half the season she wanted. If we're being frankly honest about this, but I was like, if everything's going to hell in a handbasket here, let's give it to Catherine O'Hara. I'm like, maybe next year. I'm like holding out for next year. I'm a huge Shit's Creek fan. I I think at the end of the day, I think much like, I think just you know in general, right? You know, you look at shows across uh, the history of the Emmys, you know, steam, momentum, love, whatever you want to call it, it, it fades, it you does, know, yeah. after a number of years. And I think that. Veep ran its course. I think that I think that Veep's final season definitely turned some people off. Well, yeah. I think the political climate has changed since the show started. So mm-hmm. it's not yeah. as funny as it was. And it's not the creators and it's not Julia. It's just like, okay, yeah, we're inundated with this stuff every single day. I think we banked way too much on um, what Julie Louis-Dreyfus went through in her own life as like, okay, they're going to just, they're going to give it to her no matter what. And... What I started to realize also, just in our predictions, um, I was, I was, I went back and I re-listened to all of our predictions, Ryan, and I think that we like picked um, a lot of our predictions based on um, this whole like in an ideal world, if the narrative were perfect, the story writes itself, uh-huh. you know, sort of a mentality. And there are instances, and there were instances tonight or last night, rather, where that did happen. Yeah. But this this was just one of those cases where it didn't happen. Well, I also feel like a lot of people didn't want her to win again because it's like, oh, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus again. We've done this already. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know what? At the end of the day, I know I can't really argue against spreading the wealth. Um, I was just disappointed that uh, somebody, a show that means so much to me and a performance that means so much to me, like was kind of let down at, in a, a year she really deserved it, and um, I was I really appreciated Hugh Laurie um, giving her a little um, hats off whenever he presented last night. But you know I'm happy for Phoebe, you know whatever. And maybe Veep did run out of steam at the end of season five. I think season five was was its best, and um, I think taking a year off hurt it probably with the momentum that you were just talking about, and you know. Whatever it, it 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 did well for itself. It's overall. hard to feel sorry for her when when most people who've won five just have taken themselves out of competition. Right. She oh, stuck around, yeah. so she knew losing was a possibility. So I, I I mean I I get it. I of all the years I would have been happy for her to win. This would have been the year. Um, I love Phoebe Waller Bridge. My personal choice would have been Catherine O'Hara, but. 
uh, yeah, he had the opportunity to say, you know what, five's enough, six is enough, but it was never enough. So he had to know that people weren't going to have the urgency to vote for her regardless of what personally she had been through. It's just weird that it's this year of all years and it wasn't for season six, in my opinion, or even if she had just won maybe like three out of the first five seasons. I just, I, it, it's just weird that it, she came up all this way to lose the last season. Well, this is one of the more competitive races she's been in. If you look at who she's been up yeah, against, other than that's like true. Jamie Poehler, this is one of the most competitive five ladies where you've got this overdue comedic legend. Yes. I'm still going to say Catherine O'Hara. You've got the it girl. You've got the braining champion. You've got the cool indie also with Natasha Leone. There was storylines for a lot of them. I mean, even Christina Applegate kind of pulled a pulled a Julia from going from network TV to Netflix. Yeah, I agree. And you're seeing her swear. So it, this was by far one of her most competitive races. Yeah, and one can make the argument then as a result that it's not uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus versus. One other person. It's Julie Louis Dreyfus versus five other people, and once again, in a case of possible vote splitting, somebody else emerges. Well, and one other thing about Veep overall this season, I think coming back for only seven episodes was probably a mistake, and it probably hurt. It hurt the momentum overall, and I'm sure that Matt, you can echo it, echo that same sentiment for Game of Thrones um, in its final season, coming back for only six episodes. Um, yeah, but I, I think, I think that, that was, overshadowed by Game of Thrones. I think that was their mistake was was airing it like they used to. The same time, yeah. yeah it, I think they should have made each one an appointment viewing. Yeah, I mean that's the weird thing overall about Veep's final uh, season this year is that it walked away with not a single win. Yeah, yeah it's bizarre. that's very weird, and I'll be honest. I was starting to feel that way about Thrones at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, well. I really, I mean, I know they got all those Creative Arts Emmy wins, but I remember thinking, I'm like, oh my God, things are getting yeah. a little dicey tonight. <laughs> yeah, things got really spicy. Yeah, I was, whew, wow. Reality competition goes to RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, no surprise there. I think that that is going to definitely be a uh, reoccurring favorite. Uh over and over and over again. I mean, I'll be also honest too. I often wonder how many people actually watch uh, the programs nominated in this category. Not many because they repeat like five years. So it's got another three years to hold on to the title. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Supporting actress in a limited series or movie. Welp, we had a feeling it was going to one Patricia and it went to Patricia Arquette for the act. Ryan, I know that you had feelings. I feel like Patricia Arquette is the grim, she's like the grim reaper to me. Like, you know, ever since she won for Boya, which I, I didn't like, I wasn't like, I didn't like, I wasn't negative about her online really. I just really didn't care for the performance. I didn't think she deserved to win. But since then, I feel like, you know, every time she's up against somebody, like I really want to win. She just, undercuts like okay so she beats amy adams for the golden globe okay well whatever denimore just aired whatever then she beats her for the sag whenever amy probably could have won more based on popularity more and then oh i think clarkson was was closer to Arquette. oh i i think but clarkson cost adams that sag award 
Well, and uh, th- that's probably true. And, you know, this, <laughs> I was, I love sharp objects so, so much. And Patricia Clarkson was like the one, like, okay, no matter what, she's going to win. She's an Emmy favorite. She's a veteran. Well, she was going to be like the Jarrell Jerome, essentially, for sharp objects. That yeah, was like the idea. And she yeah, and but, like, frankly, she gave the best supporting performance in any category of the year. She did. It was such a classy, like, uh, traditional masterclass kind of a role. And, you know, she's. I always thought she was kind of like an Allison Janney type of a figure at the, at the Emmys in terms of respect and stature. And this was such a like a gutting for me like again like so i think what this was was i think this was a consolation prize yeah i think a lot of people definitely were conflicted over where to vote for her and anyone that did not vote for an actress i think their votes went to her here well Well, this is one thing i always think of when people are nominated for two is if and i always use this as an example from when ann dowd had two nominations guest actress and supporting actress mm-hmm. is if you were the voter, would you vote for her in both categories to assure her a win? And if the answer is yes, then there's probably a chance that they're going to win one or the other. Right. If the answer is no, which is, it was unfortunately for Fiona Shaw, then you're not going to win. So Clearly, there was probably some people who checked her off in both, and then there was probably, you're right, some people who checked her off in supporting because they didn't feel like they could vote for her in lead. Well, I, I totally agree with that. That's a great perspective. But, um, Matt, you and I often talk about this, like, you know, when people do receive double nominations, do they vote strategically? Like, ooh, I really want to vote for Michelle Williams, but I feel like I have to give something to Patricia Arquette. And I feel like you and I have come to, like, a similar understanding where people don't vote that way. And like we talked about it with Lady Gaga this um, past Oscar season before um, before phase two started. And I always, I, I came to the conclusion, the principle that no, they do, they do not. And I can see how someone would look at this year at the Emmys with Patricia Arquette and think, yes, they do. But what I think is more interesting is the, I think the time- Wait, wait, can I tell you why I think they do though? Why? Because I think that she, there was there was so much time, yeah, with her throughout the season. Yeah, um, this was not a last minute uh, surge into the race. Like she has literally been on the trail, uh, like you said, at Globes, at SAG, and December, yeah, yeah. And so as a result, like we've been talking about her for close to a year now, and when you've just been in the conversation for that long. Um, people are looking at their ballot and they're like, all right, where's Patricia Arquette? Yeah. Oh, she's here. Oh, but she's here too. You know what I mean? I think that might be the only reason why I would say that it was the case in this particular instance. In this instance. And like also, didn't the act like air like in, in April and May? I think it aired like in March, I thought. Okay. Well, yeah. still, it was in the spring. And I think most, we saw a lot of winners in these categories in particular come from springtime shows. They didn't air, like, When They See Us was kind of a last-minute thing in, in June, in May, June, and, like, everything else kind of came in March. So was Chernobyl. April. Yeah, Chernobyl was, uh, I think, May, what, yeah. May? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of the winners came from spring, and not Sharp Objects, you know, was the summer before. You know, Denimora was in um, December. I, think I still, was, I, I, I wanted to say for the record, I, I still, like... 
am kind of baffled that they didn't just release sharp objects for last year. I know. I, I, I am too. It makes no sense because it was as weak as last year was. They would have steamrolled the Emmys last year. It, yeah. I agree. Amy Adams would have fucking won. Like uh, and, Chris Messina yeah. would have been nominated. Eliza Scanlon would have been nominated. It would have got a writing and directing. It would have had every. It pains me. Like it's like the the show is also kind of like subtle and slow to begin with. So I feel like you know let, letting a whole year go by was a strategic mistake. I feel so bad for Amy Adams. Like I, I, I don't want them to nominate her anymore unless they're going to give her something because it's just becoming too painful to watch. Well, and what's worse is people people know I love Amy Adams, and then they come into my Twitter mentions and kind of like poke fun at it, like, "Oh, Amy Adams is the biggest loser in Hollywood." <laughs> like, well, I mean, hey, that's that is what happens when you make the love so public. I mean, it happens with everything. It's not a yeah, I know. That's not a you. That's not a you thing. That's everybody. You know. Yeah, I put I put a joke on Twitter that. Going close was celebrating Olivia Coleman's loss, and someone said I was a mean person. And I'm like, clearly it was a joke. Yeah, that is funny. And there was there were several memes. Like there that. were some really good, clever memes that were put out about that. I I, I do have to admit. Yeah. Um, I will give I will give Patricia Arquette this. Um, I I I liked her speech about her sister. Yeah, that's a new feeling for me. I didn't hate her speech. Usually, mm-hmm. I think she goes on way too long. No, I I thought the speech was classy. And I thought she, uh, you know, she got in. She said what she had wanted to say. It was important. It was a good, good moment. She got out. You know. I agree. And I mean, that was the case with a lot of the speeches too. It's clear that the Emmys have like a really strict, yo, we're only giving you like twenty seconds. (laughs) Yeah, they got the they got this thing pretty locked down in terms of the timing here. I mean, they also have more categories to get through than the Oscars. So, directing for a limited series or movie goes to Chernobyl. Which the wrong series. I I I knew that this was actually to tell you the truth, I I, I thought Chernobyl was number three here, but this yeah. was before Creative Arts Emmys, because I thought Stiller was number two and I thought Vernet was number one. I Yeah. I really did. I, I, I kept thinking that um when they see us, I I always like knew that when they see us would not do well at Creative Arts Emmys and when it won casting, I was like, Okay, yeah, obviously. Yeah. No, like, they stranger things this. They they gave it casting because they had to find all those kids, and then right, and then they just kicked off Jerome because thankfully I I would have stopped watching. I physically would have been like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. But it's we I, like I'm com- I, I am conflicted here. I, I say that only because you know let's just say hypothetically if it was Jared Harris for Chernobyl, I would be happy for Jared Harris. You know the guy's done a lot of work and he hasn't gotten that level of recognition before. You know. Well, yeah. I don't like I don't like to make it a this versus this and I, like I don't like this whole like in order for me to be happy I have to put this down and like I don't I don't like doing that you know I know Usually I don't feel that way but I was just like I I thought that the social relevancy of when they see us would get it some more awards personally I I thought absolutely it'd carry it to series the f you to Trump kind of we're gonna and, make a statement. You know, I can see like I feel like there are like white pe- older white people in the academy who would say, "Oh well, I'm doing that by voting for Chernobyl because of Chernobyl." Did have that message um, it, it in, in a less in, in a more subtle way. I will admit to that. Okay, maybe internationally, but nationally, yeah. And what this series means to America in this moment in time, I mean, when they see us, what what that means to America right now, I think it's inexcusable. And my heart broke for Ava. Like I, 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 I. I I was just walking around my house after she lost, like, just like, un. I feel uh, 
after everything, oh, the way that Selma got screwed over and the amount of detail and emotion and just uh, pure craft that went into making this series and the message and uh, what she was trying to accomplish by validating the stories of these men just it made me it made me angry again the thing is i thought chernobyl was better directed than it was written so i the directing is there and so i feel like i can't i can't i shouldn't be i shouldn't feel this way but i felt like there was such a there i felt like responsibility to reward Ava. sense chernobyl's writing win is the one when i think about it is the one that made me a little bit like how is that possible because time and time again they have proven in the writing branch when it comes to limited series or movies, they either want a perfectly written movie or they want a perfectly written episode from a limited series. And I would agree. Yeah. Episode four of When They See Us is perfect. Perfect. I and agree. I don't Absolutely. think Chernobyl with that perfect. with that said, I predicted that Chernobyl was going to beat uh, When They See Us for writing. I didn't predict it was going to win directing as well, but which is interesting that we both had like the opposite uh, thought process here uh, in regards to that. But from myself, you know, Chernobyl winning writing, I think what really did it was these podcast episodes that were also released um, where Craig got a chance to like really go into detail about every single aspect of each episode that was released. I remember people asking me, are you watching Chernobyl? Yeah. Oh, are you also listening to like the, the podcast too? They're, they're amazing. They're so like detailed and insightful. And I'm like, uh, no, I guess I should like, See, if I need a podcast to understand enough a show, I, 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 well, it's not, no, it's not a matter of understanding. Like I'm just saying that I think that people, um, I think when it comes to Chernobyl, you know, I think Chernobyl was, you know, the technical, obviously the technical achievement that helped it to get uh, votes probably from other branches. And also at the same time, I mean, remember this too, before Chernobyl came out first and when they see us came out um, a few weeks later, Chernobyl was being hailed as like one of the best miniseries ever at the time of its release before when they see us came out. Yeah, I I always believed that when they see us, would would win the limited series and then when Chernobyl would get to the Golden Globes, an international award show because of the HFPA mm-hmm. and then have a better night. Probably pick up an acting or award or two, maybe series. But I just I, I just thought that socially it was more important and that well, would help. The way it helped the So do we think that this is a Netflix thing? Yes. I do I, do. I, I think there there's something like until Netflix has something that is one hundred percent unquestionable undeniable they're going to keep losing these close races another thing too that i also think it might be um there were a lot of people i spoke to who tried watching when they see us and they couldn't get past the first episode just because of the like how like how difficult they found it to watch and i remember saying well that's the point you like you know you need to get through it and it's only four so just do it you know what i mean i don't know if they ever did well yeah. i just think that I think completely like going all in on, I understand like Matt, I know. And I heard that a lot too. People thought Chernobyl was the greatest, one of the greatest miniseries ever, ever produced. But like, you know, I, I heard the same kind of reactions about when they see us. And I just feel it's so irresponsible for the Emmys to go all in to Chernobyl. It feels like the normal heart again. It really does. Yeah. It it does. Yeah. That's it a does. good comparison. And it you know, right. again, Ava, I like, 
I just feel it was it's such disrespect. I feel like she gets such she's so disrespected by the industry when shit like this happens. Like it just makes me so. Well, angry. it's not her. It's all African American women directors and, yeah. and all African American directors because she would have made history with a win. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The Emmys had their opportunity to be like, hey, we got their first Oscar, but they blew it. So like, yeah. and I just feel like these four wins in a row just made me like recoil from the night. Like I was just checked the fuck out. Supporting actor in a limited series or movie uh, goes to Ben Wishaw for a very English scandal. And I let out an audible fuck yeah, why? Because everybody in our predictions episode was split over who was going to get this. And I correctly got that one right. <laughs> I loved his performance, but I wanted Michael Kenneth Williams to win. And that's probably me being a little too hard overhead. I think he did something we haven't seen from him before. But I think John Leguizamo was probably too close in the race for him. To oh, I agree uh, with that. Yeah, uh, John Leguizamo, I thought, had the stronger episode, personally speaking, uh, than Michael K. Williams did. Yeah, I, I I think that, yeah, I don't think Asante Black was a starter. I mean, they... No, and they to be honest, I mean, the way things worked out this evening, Stellan Skarsgård was probably number two. I agree. I think Stellan Skarsgård right now, you could pencil in for the Golden Globe. I agree. Uh, oh, I yeah. At least, at least Michael Kenneth Williams... He's going to go into the vote where he's going to go up to the Hollywood foreign press voters and he's going to be like, you're going to vote for me because you have to, because it needs to be done. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to be sitting there thinking, well, I lost again, but at least it wasn't to another Skarsgård. No, I'm happy for Ben Wishaw. That's a great performance. And I'm glad that that show was represented in wins. And I'm happy that Stellan Skarsgård was nominated. I mean, he's done over 100 movies in English and he's never been nominated. For a non for anything award show, yeah. He's never been nominated for anything. <laughs> like, well, he's been nominated for awards in his home country, so we can't. Say yeah, money, yeah. But. I'm just saying, like the big industry awards here in the states, uh, you know, like <laughs> and Britain, and Britain, Britain. Oh, Britain all right, all right. For anything either. Don't just all right, so then lead actor in a limited series or movie. This is where when they see us had their moment. Um, it was, he was the best ambassador for that series. It was unbelievable. Um, it was for me probably my favorite moment of the evening, yep. mostly because um, a I just truly believe that this was by far the best performance in the category. Two, there was such like odds of a him even getting nominated. I mean, Amanda, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I probably but I'll, I'll tell you now. I, I listen to pretty much every podcast that you are a part of. Oh, that's so sweet. And I've listened constantly, time and time again, uh, everybody doubting Jarrell Jerome from the moment the show aired to, uh, you know, just a whole process. And then slowly but surely, they're just like this feeling started to emerge of, you know what? Fuck everything that he has going against him right now. He is the best performance in this category by far. I mean, three Oscar winners, a BAFTA winner. Uh, and Jared Harris, who's a past Emmy nominee, who we didn't know at the time was in the Emmy-winning limited series. That's a lot. That's a lot of hurdles. Not to mention, uh, screw those like 60s and 70s when these categories were really mumbled. If you want to get technical, that's fine. But since the category's been miniseries and movies, he is the youngest winner. He smashed that award with a hammer. That's a lot of stuff going against him. Plus, if for him to win, this has to come down to whether or not you've seen episode four. 
Right. Absolutely. And they obviously had seen episode four. And seeing Mahershala Ali there stand up for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My co-star. Tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And he was the last one standing practically before he got a second standing ovation. And the uh, Central Park Five themselves also standing, fists raised yeah. in the air, clapping. I mean, wonderful, wonderful moment. Plus, he has bragging rights over every male lead actor. I'm not going to list them all because I have to list one of the a holes. But you know, Michael Douglas, Kyle Chandler, the former star of House of Cards, um, to be the first one to, from a Netflix series ever to win a lead acting race. So he just made a lot of history. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, I, his career is going to explode. It was such a deserved win. Like the the emotion in the room from people in the audience was just palpable. Oh, like, Regina King took such good care of him. It was, yeah, the moment of the <laughs> yeah. night. And I'm, I'm so, so happy that the Emmys went b- voted based on merit here. I will say this. Um, I, 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 and listen, I, I understand uh, you guys are definitely – broken and soul crushed over when they see us and it's and its performance i totally understand it um and i am too to a certain extent but the reason why i'm not is because of this and i will say for the record that had this not have happened and jared harris would have won i definitely would have this feeling of jared i'm very happy for you you deserved an emmy at some point or you just deserve recognition at some point but at the expense of when they see us being completely shut out on the night fuck that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And I guess my I guess what where I was just really um, hurt mostly is Ava specifically. Um, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, but no, Gerald Jerome's win was uh, the best of the night. And for a twenty-one-year-old, he was so articulate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, during the uh, press room, too, he was. I mean, he he answered every single question with class. Um, I mean, yeah, whoever, whoever's working, his PR is doing an amazing job. If not, this kid is going to just. I really hope they find the opportunity. You know, I think he needs to thank LeVar Burden because if you haven't read that, that article or that open letter that he wrote about playing Kunta Kente and seeing um, Drell Jerome play Corey Wise, he basically wrote his FYC because he had a chance at being one of the younger victors and didn't didn't work out for him and it's like mm-hmm. Ooh. yeah television movie the academy was not uh being uh that sentimental uh over here black mirror bandersnatch wins out over deadwood <laughs> at least they did the classy thing and thank david milk I-, I was very happy that they acknowledged him yeah very and, very happy and uh, again i think the writing branch Usually you guys are my favorite, but I I still have no clue how you guys didn't get David Milch in there for this. Uh, I think in a couple of years, they're going to feel real bad about it. I agree. Definitely agree. Lead actress in the limited series or movie, Michelle Williams wins for Fosse Verdon her first industry award. Yeah. And she's a TV veteran, so it, it was real, really kind of set up nicely for her to... Um, Kind of come in and interrupt Patricia Arquette and Amy Adams' race. It was Great speech fitting. too. Yeah. I feel so bad for Amy Adams. Just that reaction shot. I'm like, I, I don't know why you even bothered coming. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I could keep coming if I knew I had no absolute chance of winning. Well, you know, 
I went. I think Amy. How I was, many award shows has she been to this year? Seven already, and <laughs> it's like you've lost multiple awards at a couple. Hey, it's of night out, free drinks, you know. Exactly. It's just I, I, I don't think she has. She's hurting for money to buy her own drinks. Well, no, I'm just saying in general. I, I'm sure she. Listen, at the end of the day, I would like to believe that she is a pro and she takes these things and just rubs them off the shoulder and has a good time. You I know? think she has a very happy life and I think she loves the work that she does and she, her work is amazing and she has one of the best careers of anybody in the industry for being in the industry as short of a time as she has been. And, you know, I think she gave the best performance in this category, but Michelle Williams was just as great in Fosse Verdon and I'm very happy that she won. I was actually sitting there thinking that what if they give this to Nisi Nash? <laughs> no, I thought that could happen for real. I, 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 I did. When, I, I was getting scared. It was going to be Patricia Arquette and she was going to win twice. Oh God, I, I couldn't have taken two of her speeches. I would, <laughs> I would have thrown my TV out the window. Uh, I'd gone to the bathroom. It would have been time to get a snack. Whether, whether it was Amy Adams or Michelle Williams, either one of their speeches would have had the same impact, which is essentially what happened with Michelle Williams. Uh, everybody took to Twitter and said, she is talented. She is graceful. She is amazing. We need to get her an Oscar next. Yep. I want to see more <laughs> Michelle Williams acceptance speeches, please. <laughs> and I think she gets, I think she, her, I, I see, I didn't really care for her acting style um, early on. And I've grown to really appreciate her. And I think each role she does, she just shows me something better and better and a more trained, skilled actor. I think she's great. She's getting and, better. She's gotten better since her first Oscar nomination. Yes. I, I think this is the best thing that she's ever done. Yeah. Film or television. Agreed. Limited series. I mean, at this point, I would have been shocked if it went to anything other than Chernobyl. So Chernobyl picks up limited series, um, and it walks away with 10 overall wins. Yeah. It's a little much, I have to admit. I, I Listen, at the end of the day, I, I it was going to be either When They See Us or Chernobyl. They both premiered late. They both premiered to such amazing responses from people. Um, at the end of the day, I just think HBO just has a bigger hold on the Academy than Netflix does. And Chernobyl also probably had those tech branches also going for it as well in many cases. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than that because they're both excellent. And I would have been happy with five or one in the end. And Can it is what it is. Can I just point out one thing yeah. is that we saw in the limited series, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon all take awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're getting mm-hmm. closer to. I mean, that this is the last category for to go to a streaming service. We're still waiting. Yeah, and they all want it badly. It's gonna happen it's pretty gonna soon. Happen sooner than later. But Amazon, I mean, really snuck up on us. I got it. Well, I wanted to say, take this moment now too, uh, since we're getting into the variety uh, and uh, categories right now. That I thought the uh, awards presentation was a little unusual. Yeah. Um, I mean, like at this, like at this point, why give limited series now if you're holding comedy and drama all the way to the end? Why not just give like limited series, then comedy and drama, like all three at the end? You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was weird. Well, we already know what one comedy series. They might as well just. There was no suspense. Like, come on. It, yeah, no. At that point, absolutely not. I mean, I guess the same thing would have applied to Chernobyl too. See, I feel like they should have just awarded out comedy series at the time. I mean. I think I, I keeping a little more concise um, flow with the awards is 
better because then it's like, oh, wait, this feels weird, like anticlimactic, you know, with the arc of having all of these categories grouped together. See, I like I like uh, what, what I would do if it were me and I had like this breakdown of awards. Personally, I would just do, OK, we're going to do supporting actor in a drama. Then we're going to do supporting actor in a comedy. Then we're going to do supporting in a limited series. Then we're going to and I would just like alternate. Yeah. You know what I mean? That one year and it was a mess. That's that's <sighs> why they. At least this way, if you're not staying up the entire time, you do get to see one major award given out, probably as far as like a lead acting race or something. But <sighs> who needs sleep? You know, sleep is for the week. Writing for a variety series goes to um, not very normal people. Uh, the last week tonight with John Oliver. And one thing that uh, I think we've all been saying now uh, for a while, and this is going to continue because uh, last week tonight with John Oliver also took variety talk show. John Oliver is, is the new John Stewart. Uh, for the television academy. I mean, he's going to keep on winning, I think, year after year after year. Yeah. I better hope that HBO doesn't decide to do a weekly variety sketch series because otherwise... Seriously. (laughs) Bye-bye. And then, of course, Saturday Night Live directing for a variety series, variety sketch series as well. Um, Little surprise, Documentary Now uh, didn't take one of these, but, uh, you know... It played to your point, played for the three, last three years, so they're going to keep doing this until. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Supporting actor in a drama series, uh, we have Peter Dinklage breaking a record for this category, winning for the fourth time uh, for Game of Thrones. Which, listen, at this point, at this point in the evening, I was like, okay. This is the point in the evening now where it's going to be like the Game of Thrones love fest, right? And I think they kind of set it up this way, too. <laughs> After this, though, it was not so much. Yeah. And uh, it made things very, very interesting as we headed to the final uh, prize of the night. But, yeah, um, not really, because it won, it won more tech categories than it ever did. So I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm, I, I'm a whiffy in the sense that, like, you know, I, I knew it was going to happen. But a part of me was like... They're losing awards they should not be losing right now. <laughs> you know? Well, really, That's the only true. one they shouldn't have lost was directing. Right, exactly. And it's their own fault that they didn't submit A Night of the Seven Kingdom for writing. If they'd submitted that, they might have had a better chance at writing. <sighs> no, because David you know, and Dan want the focus to be on them. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah. I know, but still. Uh, see, <sighs> I, don't, I don't know if individual episodes matter as much as they used to. I think that there was just something like in the air. I think, you know, Will Mavity um, tweeted last night saying that the um, the criticisms of Game of Thrones it may not have been as apparent when we saw the nomination total back in July, but um, it, it, there was, it obviously seeped through to Emmy voters. It wasn't just Twitter, as people love to patronizingly say. Um, I, I, there was probably something about the backlash that did stick. Well, think about it this way. It performed just as well as uh, season seven did. Because on uh, at the primetime Emmys uh, last year, Peter Dinklage and the show won, and that was it. And the same exact thing happened here. But it's tie. It's won twelve Emmys for the third time. Yeah, which is its own record. So I, I mean, my goodness, that that's But people thought with the nomination tally that they should have yeah. crushed that. I, well, and I agree, but you know what? It, it, it doesn't have a reason to feel bad, though. Well, no, I, no, 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 no. I, I, I just think that. 
in terms of what we were expecting it to do with its nomination hall, I think there is some truth to what Will is saying. Because if you in season five and six are going to give it writing, directing, series, acting, yeah. um, along with the text, they should have blown their wind tally out of the park. I felt sorry for the ladies at Game of Thrones. I, I just wanted to see one of them win. But... <sighs> well, in between, before we get to that, uh, we had um, probably the loudest I screamed the entire night. I was beside myself. Writing for a drama series goes to Jesse Armstrong for Succession. Holy hell, I was beside myself. <laughs> what a great win. It sets HBO up next year, so they're not panicking. Nope. And next year, they're probably going to have a stronger campaign. And and since the show has a lot of people who aren't known, like, you know, um, Game of Thrones, it's it, it getting nominations and acting the next year makes more sense. So Agreed. So it's, it's good. It's, it's on the right path. And this second season is better than the first right now. Oh, yeah. It's pretty oh, awesome. Oh, God. I was up all night watching this. The next episode of Succession. Ryan, have you started watching it yet? I haven't. Michael literally texts me every single day. Holly Hunter will be next year's. I, I, I agree. She's going to qualify for guests or for supporting, but she will be an Emmy winner next year. I think they're going to go for guests for her, probably. Well, it's, it's episode total. I think she might, if they're only doing 10, she might be too close. Yeah, maybe. But she, okay. one way or the other, will be an Emmy winner next year for, oh my God. But Ryan, I swear to God, I would not steer you wrong. This show is something special. No, I mean, I totally believe it. I just haven't um, had time to buckle down with it, but I totally plan to, like, you know, th- this week or next. So My roommate is literally watching it in the other room as we speak because after the Emmys, when he saw my reaction to it winning this award, he was like, listen, you've been talking about the show for weeks now. He's like, I think I'll finally watch episode one tonight. I was like, fuck yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I so feel, happy. <laughs> I, I feel like you and I would have so much fun watching an award show because I get really competitive too. And I feel like you just like, I feel like you're so expressive. I feel like we would have like a blast. Oh, dude, to me, it's like a sporting event. Me too. Uh, this is literally, hold on. I'm going to step away from my mic for this. Hold on. <laughs> when Succession won, my actual reaction, um, hopefully I don't wake anybody, was literally this. Fuck yeah! Ah! Like literally like just screaming. And I was like, you know, doing, you know, that gif of on uh, Chernobyl of uh, the guy uh, pounding the desk with his hand mm-hmm. over and over. Like that's me. I'm just like. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it, it's pretty nuts. Um, my roommate like turned to me and he's like, "Should I be filming you?" And I was like, "Nah, we don't need the world seeing this." But, <laughs> well, I I can relate, and I feel like I'm sorry I scared you away, Amanda, from ever coming back to the show. No, no, it's okay. Um, I love Succession. I think it's a it's a more of a classic HBO show. So they used to yeah. really it's true work into the character dramas of it all. Supporting actress in a drama series. Um. Once again, this is like the the conflict I had with myself all night. Um, I adore Julia Garner in Ozark. I think she's the best thing about that show. And admittedly, with the with <laughs> with this final season of Thrones, I think I too would have also voted for Julia Garner just because I don't feel like any of the women this year had as strong material as they had previously to work with. Maybe outside of Gwendolyn Christie. With that said, um, I am, I am forever heartbroken that Lena Headey does not have a, a win but for her time on the show. Garner 
was like the same thing that helped someone like Marissa Tomei or Helen Hunt or even Mm -hmm. way back Robert Duvall. She was the only American in the category and that helped her overcome the age because she is on the younger side for that category. Agreed. Um, I'm hoping maybe the Globes or a SAG. Just, let's just get Lena Headey something. I know. Something. Um, like, I love Cersei so much. And, like, it's it's very sad that she'll go down as never having won. But, I mean, there are tons of people who haven't won. Like, Robin Wright will never have won for playing an, a similar character on yeah. classic cards. So, I mean, life goes I'm on. I'm more okay it is with sad. that. But, you know what? I think that as far as, like, being an unknown British actress... She's she's gonna get jobs. She she might get another chance. You you never know. I I mean all of those. I, I I was just so happy. I think I tweeted during the opening montage that they used Nikolai Costa Waldo's speech from a Night of the Seven Kingdoms because mm-hmm. I was like, what a nice thing for him. What a nice thing for Maisie that you know it kind of ended with her stabbing the Night King. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, and you know Julia Gardner, like she, she's gonna have a, an amazing career. Like agreed, she, yeah. So good and for this her. This was coming. I mean, she's been in so much stuff recently. Like, yeah, it it was just that's this is a coronation for yeah, sure. And, and it's I'm a SAG Awards expert, so sometimes I can tell you from from those awards, winning is not as important sometimes as being nominated. And for her showing up, made her the front runner. Because she had yeah. no business being in that category because they could have nominated Jodie Comer. But she is a force in that show, though. Yeah. I mean, I, she, I'm telling you, she's the best thing about that show, I, hands I, down. I, I mean, that waterboarding scene was a little much. But, yeah, she's – Okay. Yeah. Lead actor in a drama series. Uh, another enthusiastic, over-the-top reaction from Matt Neglia uh, for Billy Porter for Pose. Oh, my God, was this fantastic. I knew the speech would be great. And his enthusiasm was everything. Well, Nine he- years running. You can only win this category if it's a first series, first season or last season. So who's yep. coming and who's going? Yep. Well, I'm at, do you remember? Alex going, but who's coming in? Hmm. Matt, do you remember I I met Billy Porter. I hung out with him from like yeah. whenever I was whenever I was in Tahiti. Well, whenever I saw whenever we I watched the Oscars with him actually, and I told him that I was predicting him for the Golden Globe, um, and that didn't work out. But I said you're going to win the Emmy, and I'm just like I felt so validated. I was so happy for him. Like he's uh, an amazing. I picked him from the beginning, and I never wavered because I just I knew it. I Maybe knew it because it was either first or last. So that, that brought it down to two people, Billy well, Porter, Kit Harrington. And I said, the only way Kit Harrington could win this is that if Game of Thrones swept everything. Like, well, yeah, Cena agreed. Awards at the Creative Arts, I would have picked him to win. But Honestly, he was, uh, out of everything on the night, like, he was the least likely for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was just no way in my in my wildest dreams I did, I think, they would pick uh, Kit Harrington. And no, I'm just saying that they had eight, this eight previous years. You've all the people who want to be the been for their first or their final seasons, this is number nine. So mm-hmm. if you narrow it down to that, then it's either Billy Porter or Kit Harrington. So I'm like, okay, the only way it's Kit Harrington is that if Game of Thrones wins everything. And to be honest, I wonder, uh, let me ask you this question, Amanda. What would you have done if Richard Madden had actually gotten in? I would have picked him because honestly, the show had more support because it had a writing nomination. Yeah. I, I think that the best this thing that happened to Billy Porter was that Richard Madden didn't get nominated. I agree. Because he would have had that Game of Thrones nostalgia working for him. 
Right. But either way, the speech was amazing. It was heartfelt. Um, it was just like I said, his overall just energy and vibrancy up on that stage. It, it was everything. And the hat, like, all that hat. That hat off doing the show so the person behind him could see. I'm like, Mom, that's not really important <laughs> at the moment. Loved it. One for the history books. Oh, yeah. It's in- adorable. And I think I think someone like Bob Odenkirk is the perfect final season kind of winner. So hang in there. <laughs> Good way to put it. Directing for a drama series. Uh, this was interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Win of the night. I was... I mean, Jason Bateman was shocked. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> he had no business. He would not have even been my third choice. I know that in predictions, he was uh, Schwartz's uh, second choice, right, Ryan? I can't remember. I think I think he I think he was thought I think he thought Handmaid's Tale was winning, if I remember correctly. Oh and, God, no. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but I mean, I I thought Miguel Sapochnik. I thought this was a slam dunk for the long this night. Is the Just, one that I'm like, I can't. If you don't like Game of Thrones, I understand it. But to be that blind and stubborn to not give someone something they deserve, because that episode was perfect. Yeah, it was. It uh, make it. It was the most cinematic episode of TV I think I've seen all year. And I agree with both of you. I want to say that I am going to just acknowledge anyone that's listening right now that is probably saying out loud. Yes, I understand. It was hard to fucking see. I don't give a shit. You know what? I did an interview <laughs> with a sound editor. Paula Fairfield and that yeah was she's great no it was intentional I agree I know they, because it added to the horror elements of the army of the dead you couldn't see them and yes. it just made it more yeah I, I'm with you like she came with such an explanation of this I felt like apologizing afterwards I'm like I turned the lights off I had no problem like, I thought the spoiler was going to be Adam McKay especially after succession one writing yeah uh, I, I, I mean Adam McKay had there there used to be and there probably still is this is just an anomaly because i studied the directing category four ways to win this category pilot season or series finales mm. be an oscar winner or okay. or well you'd be an oscar winner and like what would probably be the runner-up drama series or be the biggest of anything in the series in the up in the category and there's this is just one of those awards where i'm like i don't know how they got to him I'll tell you how they got here. They wanted to find a way to give Jason Bateman an Emmy. Yep. It's not. It's just the directors voting. How did they decide that he needed? Uh, they, I don't want to go into it. It's, they it's, split. I mean, Game of Thrones, like Matt said at the top of the show. I mean, there were three um, nominations for Game of Thrones. I'm sure that um, the Iron Throne got some. I'm sure that the Long Night got some, and it, it just there was too too much going on, and it's also it's, too David Nutter is a TV veteran, yeah, uh, think, that I'm sure has friends. I, I think it's probably that they really love David Nutter, right? I mean, Nutter and Miguel Spotnik were both previous winners in this category, but you know, for what, the Miguel same show. Spotnik, I think in like five, ten years, we're just going to look back at, at his Game of Thrones episodes and be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm already looking back at them, and I'm already like, yo. No, I mean, like, he's going to be bigger than I think some people are probably. Like, Raman Jawaldi, like, when he's on Oscar number five, we'll be like, yeah, remember when he couldn't get nominated for Game of Thrones? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Okay. This is where vote splitting didn't matter. Lead actress in a drama series goes to Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, this which... This the worst way for Sandra Oh to lose. 
<laughs> man it's a slap in the face to sandra oh and you know what the problem was and i i've been telling eric this all season not to plug a words watch but i said all season golden globe plus sag does not usually equal emmy yes the and more you win the more likely you are to lose and yep. so that left her completely open now i was hoping that for her sake I think it would have been a little bit easier a pill to swallow if it was like Laura Linney, they love Laura Linney or Amelia Clark. They they finally gave an actress from Game of Thrones an award. But this yeah. was the worst case scenario for her. Amelia was my was my pick. I, I actually thought that she was gonna pull it off in the end. Um the and the reason for that too was I I thought the narrative heading in was they couldn't make up their minds between Jody or uh, Sandra, but continuously one thing i always heard because admittedly i haven't seen the second season of killing eve oh she's so much better in the second season is that exactly right there that is what everybody said is that jody was objectively better than sandra in the second season and it, it's true it's like I, I, the types of um storylines that uh she she had compared to sandra oh where it just paled like you know, and Sandra Oh got a little whiny. I, I I think season three will be interesting from where they left off. But well, Matt, but what you just said about the the vote splitting and Amelia Clark kind of riding the Game of Thrones narrative that is just I think that follows so logically. It just it's it's very curious to me that Jodie Comer was able to garner enough support for real. Like I I mean even though she gave the better performance, a lot of the times a lot of times better better doesn't mean anything when it comes to Emmy. Well, I. I also think that, unfortunately for Sandra O, oh, her narrative kind of ran out. It did. Like honestly, I I, I like Sandra O oh a lot. I I watched Grey's Anatomy whenever I was in elementary school. I love Sandra. Oh my I go, god, I hate you. Oh. <laughs> but like honestly, her fans make make her make me want her not to win. Like I, and like it, because it just the Sandra O oh love is just it it just goes over the top and. You know, I just this happened I, to her for Grey's Anatomy too in 2007. She won the Globe and the SAG Award and then lost the Emmy again. And I'm like, the, oh, you poor thing! Somebody should have reminded you this happened. Here is the uh, here's the deal though with this category as, as far as I'm looking at it though. I think this is a case where, honestly, he's never gonna win. I think they just no no no. I think they looked at all of the nominated performances here, all uh, all seven of them. And I think they chose the best performance, regardless of narrative. Well, I would argue that the best that uh, Robin Wright gave the best performance. Take House of Cards and the crappy se season six out of it. Take all the drama of the Kevin Spacey scandal out of it. She was phenomenal. Even in the clips that they showed, she was like the best. Like even in like those. If she five had won SAG, I think she would have had a decent chance in that she saved a lot of people's jobs. She yeah, saved the show narrative. But, that but that's a but off. once again that that's it a narrative. Yeah, but it, that kind of narrative could have led to a, a not Emmy. I don't. No, no, no. But I'm saying if you, if you strip away narrative from each one of these people here, I do think that if you poll just objectively based on performance and merit, I I think Homer comes out on top. Probably. Oh, yeah. Probably. But you know, I do think uh, Robin Wright. She's been phenomenal in the whole series, but season six, I feel it was her best objectively. Um, Ugh. not only because she was center stage, but she, the, the types of things she was doing, the confidence she had in this character. I, you know, I, I'm sad that she'll, she'll never win an Emmy either, but I'm ecstatic that Jodie Comer won because even like, even in season one, she, Jodie Comer has been consistently phenomenal and creative 
and it should uh, we we shouldn't be this surprised that she won. No, I, well, I know I definitely wasn't like surprised. Suffer the same thing that another serial killer, Michael C. Hall, suffered. Like it's like she's playing a sociopath. Like it's sometimes that doesn't play as well in lead as it does in supporting. So I, I really thought with all these people kind of being competitive, I I went with Laura Linney thinking they'll go with somebody they really love. I mean, and with the Ozark love uh, previously, I mean, yeah, I mean it I was makes sense. really confident going into this. I'm like, I picked Laura Linney. I'm going to look like a freaking genius. <laughs> you are a genius, Amanda. Oh, thank you. I mean, when Jody won, my reaction was literally, they did it. Oh, my God. They actually did it. Cool. <laughs> my reaction was, oh, poor, poor Sandra, because it's just going to get harder for her to win. This was I turned to my, I turned to my, I turned to my roommate and I was like, I cannot believe that even with the makeup narrative, they didn't give it to Sandra. <laughs> well, and to be fair, like also a fun fact, like best actress um, in this category is going to be super competitive, way more competitive than it was this year, next yeah. year, like between yeah. Jennifer Aniston, uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, I think that's a comedy series. Oh, it is. Yes, so, but it's okay. still gonna have Elizabeth Moss. We're gonna have we're gonna have Olivia Coleman. We're we're gonna possibly have Evan Rachel Wood back in there. It's it's gonna be. This was Sandra O's best chance at winning. And like you know, kind of like Amy Adams. I mean, Sandra, like she's won a Golden Globe. She's I feel like Ew. she has a very happy life. I think we shouldn't really feel bad for her. I know her win would have been historic, but she's good. I mean, she's one of the most beloved people in the industry. Like you know. I, I feel bad for her that she's that this is probably her, her big chance to win, but you never know. So maybe yeah, she and Amy you, Adams can do a, a movie. Tatiana uh, Maslany won for season three. Well, uh, just saying. Tatiana Maslany won in a really weak field. Just saying, though. No. That was a know. weird year, though. Uh, Carrie Russell. Yeah. All right. Comedy series. Uh, at this point, it was no surprise, no suspense. It went to Fleabag and drama series. In my opinion, I, I'm telling you, I really believe this. I think Game of Thrones just eked it out. I kind of agree, too. Like, uh, to me, it, when Game of Thrones won, I literally let out this, like, audible, of course. Of course. But it felt like they just squeaked it out. Like, they like they practically fell over the finish line in order yeah. to uh, get there, you know? Like, what a whimper of a way to go out. Like, comp- like I, in my mind, like, going into, before Game of Thrones, the, the first episode premiered, I assumed that it would have a Return of the King type of triumphant. Same. Like, I wrote that article. And I'm, like, it just, instead of having that triumph, it just went out with this big whimper. And like, I know it's still won, but it just felt like the most unenthusiastic win like ever. <laughs> well, part of that is also too, and I saw this a lot on message boards, which I, sh- I should have avoided because uh, the message boards for Game of Thrones this year were absolutely horrendous to be a part of, and they're still awful because it's all negative now. Yeah. But there was a lot of people saying, and I kind of agree with them, you don't give this show directing, you don't give it writing, and yet you give it best drama series. And it's like, this was clearly, clearly, clearly not an award based on uh, merit. This was a nostalgic win. This was a uh, send-off, goodbye, thank you for everything you've done win. Well, it's changed television forever. So if if that's the reason they voted for it, fine. 
Yeah, and that, and that's my mentality with it too, which is it, it, I'm not anywhere near as excited for this win as I was for like when it first won in season five or even season six, which I thought was an amazing season. Uh, season seven last year, I remember being audibly pissed off about it because yeah. I remember thinking, yeah, I, I remember thinking they needed to lose this so that they can have that Return of the King uh, style win next year. Because I remember at the time I thinking that season eight was going to be the greatest thing ever. And remember, Matt, I told you that it would be okay. And even if it was the worst case scenario, it would probably still win. And, you know, even though I kind of like I like season eight more than like the critics give it. I mean, I don't don't love it, but it's it's still better than the the way that people describe it. It it still kind of went down as the worst case to be a way to wrap this up and however many episodes they wanted. I mean, because let's face it, HBO would have given them 22 if they asked for it in a way that wrapped everything up the way people wanted it to. And I really do believe them, though, when they do say that the crew, forget about the cast, the crew itself, if HBO had said more episodes, like if they had done, like, you know, I, I really do worry about that crew. <laughs> well, I mean, they had a couple of episodes. I mean, look if you look at last season, they had an episode of Game of Thrones that cost more than The Shape of Water. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's realize where we are in just media and entertainment, where a single hour and like 15 minutes, the one where they go beyond the wall, yeah, yeah, yeah. can cost more than a best picture winner. That And we're not talking like Green Book, where it's, I'm not trying to put that movie down, but where it's a character driven story. We're talking about a special effects driven film there, can cost more than an episode. than that would have been unheard of five to 10, 20 years ago. So for what they have done and what HBO has allowed them to do, it is remarkable. I agree. And I think another reason why Game of Thrones was probably going to win this no matter what is it has the largest way for it. Well, yeah, but also like it has the most mass appeal. And I think that's how you win these big series yeah. awards, even if there are several detractors and the, the vote does become thinner i think you know that's the one thing i'm learning about award season in all shape way or form is mass appeal means a lot yeah like i don't think anybody any other show had the same groundswell even succession for all the amazing buzz it has now i don't think it HBO has the same. is not going to allow that to happen nope, no absolutely not however succession does uh stand a good chance to be the successor Next yeah. year? Yeah. And, and you know what? <laughs> HBO has never had a problem with trying something new and different. And there are a lot of networks who would not have tried this out. So good for them for keeping it on the air, for for continuing it. And they took a big risk Yeah, in this fantasy series. And it worked. So good yeah. for them. I, I, I definitely have to say, like, I was very underwhelmed, though, with... Um, I, I was very underwhelmed just in general with David and Dan. This is like their first public appearance since the finale. And and it's like, I, I, I really want to tell all interview one day. I really, really do. I don't think we'll ever get it. Um, but I want to tell all interview from somebody. I really wish George R. R. Martin would written the last episode. Cause I think then everybody would have been like, but George R. R. Martin wrote it. So it's okay. They, but that's still the case. Like, I don't understand. Like people don't understand that. Everything about that ending is coming from George. Yeah. Like that whole Hodor. Somebody, I heard somebody say, why do they spend all this time on that episode on Hodor? I'm like, George R.R. R. Martin told them about Hodor. Yes. 
I thought that episode was remarkable. I think the biggest mistake Game of Thrones ever did, made, was really not playing the game, ha ha ha, better in the guest categories. Because they, a lot of the times, uh, when they changed the rules for how many episodes, could have submitted some of their regulars as uh, as in the guest categories. Agreed. They could have yeah. won another acting Emmy if they would have tried harder. It is a, it is very weird, uh, considering the popularity of the show and how well uh, known these actors are and how lovable and memorable the characters are, um, that Peter Dinklage will forever go down as the only sole acting winner from the show. It's a little little weird. Well, at, at least it, it wasn't the one time on the last try like it was with Mad Men. They, they got through to him sporadically throughout the seasons and... And he was at the beginning of the series the most well-known actor, other than Sean Bean. Yeah, that's true. Okay. In the end, uh, very very unusual evening to say the least, uh, filled with ups and downs. Um, I feel like whoever advises the singer for the Emporium needs to remind her what appropriate dress wear is for singing. <laughs> about, I'm like a bathing suit is not appropriate. Uh, Someone should have told you you need to wear a dress. That's phenomenal. Uh, I, I hate to be the prude, but I'm like, um, yeah, that's not appropriate at the VMAs for an in memoriam. You, year in advance, uh, comedy series winner next year. Uh, will it be something known or something unknown? Known. And if that, and, and will it be that known thing? Barry. Amanda? Uh, I'm going to go with the Armando Inucci Untitled Hugh Laurie series. All right. Good choice. I think Hugh Laurie is going to win his first Emmy. Oh, man. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Uh, Drama series, known or unknown? Known. Okay. Um, As much as I would love love it to be Big Little Lies, it will probably be Succession. You need to watch Succession before you dog it. Um, I, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like I, I just love Big Little Lies so much, but I'm I think I, I'm gonna love Succession too. I but Succession is pretty undeniable. Like everybody you talk to, it's just like the masterpiece. Of, it's like the Godfather. Yeah, it's it's no 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 no. It's it's, 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 not, it's not it's not masterpiece level, but it is it, it is definitely especially for me right now the most entertaining thing I am definitely watching at the moment. That's for sure. Okay. Um, I will go with for drama series. Uh, well, first of all, for comedy series, I think it will be Barry as well. Uh, for drama series, I well, I, it's not going to be Stranger Things. I don't think they're ever going to give it to Westworld. I don't think Stranger Things will be back. Oh, you don't? Oh, is it not? Oh, David, Elis- Har- David Harbor will not get nominated for playing a brute. Mm. That's that's over. Uh, let me think. Let me think. You know, I do think that. I do think that Netflix stands a good chance with Ozark at some point. I'm going to go Known the Crown. Nice. That's a good pick. That that, that could definitely. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I, it feels to me like Netflix is going to pull it out next year with something. Yeah. But you know what? Let's applaud Netflix for not running the most expensive Emmy campaign in history and making that the talking point of the season. Like they've, <laughs> they've made some positive strides. Mm-hmm. Like they're, 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 they're thought process after this shouldn't be we should go bigger in our oscar campaign no 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 yeah i uh, no, i i agree with you i mean you know nobody nobody likes nobody likes buying an award 
Nobody likes that. Can't buy an award. They've proven that. Right, exactly. No, but I'm just saying that if they if they were to keep going bigger and bigger and eventually they win, the narrative would not be, oh, they won it based on merit. The narrative would be, oh, they 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 bought it. Well, like Netflix needs to worry about Amazon because Amazon has now become the first streaming service to have two series win uh, a series award. So can't win at uh, the Oscars. Can't win at the Emmys. It's uh, it's it's unusual to say the least. <laughs> yeah, they do. There, there's just something about Netflix. They're going to have to have something that's just undeniable, or the rules have to change kind of before they are going to win. So, all right. Well, uh, with that said, Amanda, thank you so much for uh, joining us for this uh, special uh, breakdown of the 2019 Emmy Awards. Tell everybody that's listening right now where they can find you on the internet. At Miss Amanda Spears on Twitter and Instagram. And definitely follow her. She is smart if you didn't already figure that out. And you can also hear her on a lot of other podcasts as well, uh, including Awards Watch, Gold Derby. I mean, Amanda, bravo to you. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, yeah, really. Yes, I saved the Oscars. I didn't get an award. <laughs> All righty. Ryan, tell them where they can find you. You can find me at RCS818. And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Episode 9 of the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture umbrella, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon for $1 minimum a month. You, you, yeah, I can talk. You will get some exclusive podcast content, including uh, some television series breakdowns. I can probably guarantee that a recap of Watchmen is most likely coming sometime soon. Oh, boy. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time.